Welcome, my friends. Thank you so much for closing out your week with the Bible Tract Broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Greatly appreciate you taking of your time and spending a few moments of your valuable, valuable time investing it in our ministry through this program right now. I'd like to share an amazing story with you. I so enjoy these letters, these testimonies of salvation that we received and people telling us about their personal tract stories. This particular story comes by way of Massachusetts. Mr. Andrew wrote us a note 25 years ago, 1995. I asked this question earlier this week. I don't know if it'll get me in trouble, but how old were you? In 1995, think about it for a second. Text me the answer, 309-316-7240. Tell me, how old were you in 1995? I'd be curious to hear from you, our listeners. Well, Andrew in Massachusetts said this in response to a question about how he came to know Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Here's what he said. Well, I work at the local supermarket, and one of my customers handed me a track. I realized that although I tried to live a good life, and I prayed and I read my Bible, that I still needed to be saved. It wasn't until after reading that track that I made that realization. So I immediately asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of my life. I love how he said that, to be Lord of my life. He wanted Jesus Christ to take over his life. Andrew, that's a great way to put it. And I always thought that Jesus came to earth, he died and went to heaven. But it wasn't until I read that track, Andrew says, that I learned that he rose from the dead bodily in human form and that death had no dominion over him because he came to earth died on the cross for my sins, arose alive, that Jesus has the power of eternal life within himself. After reading the track, I realized that all I needed to do was believe it and accept it because it's contained in God's promises, his word. Man, oh man. I've read five of these this week, including this one from Andrew from Massachusetts. But even though they're from 25, 26, 27, 28 years ago, all of these testimonies of salvation, it's so amazing to realize that everything they said rings true today, even though our world sometimes feels as though it's falling to pieces around us, we can still anchor ourselves in God's word. Andrew, thank you so much for that testimony. And if you know an Andrew from Massachusetts, I'll even give you the city. Framingham, I think is the name. If you know an Andrew from Framingham, Massachusetts, I'd love to hear from you. And Andrew, just in case you happen to be listening in, I'd love for you to text me 309-316-7240. I'd love to make that connection again, if the Lord will allow it. We concluded our Bible study in discipleship study number five on the enemy yesterday. It took us four days, four fifths of the week to get to know a little bit about our enemy. If you have any follow-up questions, again, feel free to text me. I'd love to hear from you. But today we begin anew with the Holy Spirit. What is he? 
Is he just some sort of power? Is he a force? Is it an it or a he? Is he God? Is he visible? What is, who is, why is the Holy Spirit? That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. While you are turning there, I'd like to tell you about a track that I have with me right now in the studio room. I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. How many times have you heard someone tell you that they think they are on their way to heaven or that they deserve to go to heaven because they are keeping the Ten Commandments? What does the Bible have to say about that sort of answer to the question regarding your eternal soul? Is that the right answer? Did you know that the Ten Commandments were given by God to show us that we are sinners? Galatians 3.24 says, Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us under Christ. You may recall that verse. We had a almost six-month study through the book of Galatians. But this tract, I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. If you think that that is an acceptable answer, if you think that's the proper answer to the question of why should you be allowed into heaven, then I'd recommend I'd love to send you this track completely free of charge. Our ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated. That's exactly what we do. We print and distribute gospel literature like this track that I have in my hand. I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. It's beautiful, full color, glossy paper, very nice to the touch. But more important than how it feels is what it says on the inside of it. I'd love to send this to you. If you're unfamiliar with our ministry, would you please go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and order one of our sample packets right now. BibleTracksInc.org. Now, let's turn our attention to the Bible study today. Discipleship study number six on the Holy Spirit. If you'll stick around to the conclusion of the broadcast today, I'll tell you where our passages, our readings from the E.M. Bounds' book on prayer went. You may have noticed that they're missing from the last few days of the broadcast. I'll tell you about that at the conclusion of the broadcast. So stick around for just one moment. We're talking about, though, the Holy Spirit. He is perhaps the most misunderstood person of the Godhead and, unfortunately, least mentioned. A lack of understanding of who he is and what he does has led to many misconceptions about him. So today, I'd like to give you an introduction to the Holy Spirit, and then we will dive deeper next week into discipleship study number six, which, of course, you can get completely free of charge from our website, BibleTracksInc.org today. The person of the Holy Spirit. He is called many names in Scripture, including Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, Spirit of the Father, Spirit of Christ, the oil of gladness, and comforter. The Holy Spirit has all of the attributes of God. He's omniscient. That means he knows all. He's omnipresent. That means he's all-present. He's omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. He's not constrained by human limitations. He is not an it. He is not, let me repeat, an it. He is God. Have you found your place in 1 John 5, 7? Join me there for just a moment. 1 John 5, 7. Here's what the Bible says. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. 
Now, remember, of course, that Jesus Christ is often called the Word, so don't let that uh, be confusing to you. We have the Father, the Son, the Word, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. No one can adequately explain how God can be three people in one. This is one aspect, one attribute of God that we just have to take by faith. All we can do is believe it. God, very often, refers to himself as we, us, or our. Unfortunately, and you may not know this, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the broadcast, but I am, by blood at least, half Jewish. I hail from a Middle Eastern uh, descent. By blood, I'm half Jewish. Now, my mom is actually half Jewish and half Korean, and my dad has some Scottish-Irish and then some Jewish, and so you could very much call me a mutt. But that Jewish aspect, of course, I am not a practicing Jew. I I am biblically based in my uh, religious practices, of course. As you hopefully can tell from these discipleship studies, I take the whole counsel, the Old and the New Testament, as one. But understand this, for my Jewish brothers and sisters, I mean that figuratively, that do not believe in a triune, a trinity of God. How do you explain Genesis 1.26 where God says that let us create man in our image, us in our image? Who is he talking about? Is that just the quote-unquote royal we, the plurality of royalty? No, friend, that's talking about the Trinity. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, understand this. Let's move on. He is a spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot be seen. He's a spirit like God the Father. Of course, we know Jesus Christ came, was born in the flesh, was given a human uh, body. He was 100% God and 100% man at the same time. But God the Father and God the Spirit are spirits. Let's move on. The work of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the scriptures. This is part of the work. There are multiple things, and I don't know how far far we will get into them today, but one of the works of the Holy Spirit is that he gives us the scriptures. Second Peter one twenty one says this, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You see, the Holy Spirit moved and, and pushed and carried holy men to write word for word, the Bible. What else does the Holy Spirit do? What is part of his work in our life? He convicts or convinces us of sin. John 16, 8 says, And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Understand that part of the Holy Spirit's job in our life is to let us know when we are going astray. How sad would it be to not have that tug on our heart? Friend, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that sense of guilt, that squeezing of your heart when you know you did something wrong, that's not your conscience. That's the Holy Spirit of God. He's the, understand, the Holy Spirit, and he despises sin. He desires, as part of the Godhead, to use a clean vessel 
So what does he do? He points out the dirt in our lives until we get it cleaned up. We're going to talk about the fact that he seals us, he assures us, he indwells us over the next week or so. Join me on Monday. Now, I promised that I would talk about why I'm not reciting a passage from the book, E.M. Bounds' book on prayer. That has actually moved over to my podcast. Yes, I have a podcast. It's called, of all things, The Micah McCurry Podcast. You can search for it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. You can listen to some great interviews with some great men of God. You can listen to some readings from some different books like E.M. Bounds' book on prayer. It was constricting our time a little bit on this broadcast, and I wanted to give these discipleship studies their due course. So look up the Micah McCurry podcast. If you need more information, listen on to the announcer as he finishes out our week with all the ways that you can contact us. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.